This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, know that I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Solve for Why vlogcast. This is episode number 42, season two. We are rapidly approaching that 100 episode mark. Gonna have a nice little uh, centurion birthday one of these days. I'm joined today by a familiar face. We're actually in studio for once. I don't know if you guys heard, COVID's over. We're all mask-free. We're out here living our lives. We're face-to-face here in studio. The young prince, child of the sim himself, Landon Tice in the building. Optionally living our lives. Masks mm. are still optional. That's true. Especially if you're vaccinated. Yeah. I feel like when I cut to you there, we're supposed to hear like some fanfare like out of a video game. Where yeah. It's like, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We can cut to fanfare. We'll be okay. So, so what's uh, what's good, man? What's what's new with you? You recently had a birthday. Went on a couple poker trips. Poker trips. We went to Florida. We did go to Florida. I did go home for my birthday. Played your first twenty-five k. I did. That was a good tournament. That was a great tournament. I got a tough table, but I mean, you played in it. You saw the tournament was pretty good. Um, they I got me for good. An hour and lost a flip and went home. They got me good, man. I lost tens versus fives for heaps mm-hmm. before late rag was over. So they yeah. got me too. Tournaments are hard. Tournaments are hard. You haven't <laughs> won one in like months. I know. It's feeling like uh, the reality of what tournament. Are you even the child of the sim at this point? I mean, like you know, no, I haven't won. I haven't won. I haven't won or played a tournament in a while. Besides live stuff, yeah, just a lot of heads up studying. So what? Uh, study aside, what what have you been up to? Like, talk to me. What's been going on since you turned the ripe old age of twenty two up until I guess current day? One home WPT trip was nice. Like. Oh, we had poker after dark, and then we had WPT trip. Stayed home for a little bit, saw family. That was nice. Came back, I want to say May 4th to 5th, came back to Vegas. And mostly just been playing heads up ever since. Um, we had a party. We did have Hish a party. Had a party. Hish had a party. Hish had a party that I was invited to by being in the house. I, I'm sad. I'm very remiss right now. Cue, that the, we cue the picture. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. prepare Andre well enough to get the hot girl summer picture. Uh-huh. Up there, but yeah, it's just you. That was your, your idea, man. With your flowing mane of hair surrounded by 10 eight voluptuous women. Eight. Let's tens a lot. man. I don't want to oversell it. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, this is your this. So context for the picture. Mm-hmm. This was your idea. I just took the picture. Right. It was not my your, idea. Whose idea was it? It was either, I mean, it was one of the eight. It was either Lynn, Rennell, or one of the other girls. <laughs> one of the multiple, yeah. Wanted a piece of the kid mm. on film, you know? <laughs> eh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little autograph. No, no. Have no, you no. signed any boobs yet? No. Wow. Oh, for. Mm. You haven't quite made it yet. No. One of the, wait till the summer. Wait till the WSOP. Have you? You'll be walking the hall. There it is. There oh it is. Oh my god, there it is. Look at these lovely ladies. What a picture. And Landon. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I got the Sulfur Wash shirt on, man. You are rocking the brand. I do appreciate that yeah, for sure. The, yeah, I mean. Speaking of rocking the brand, we uh you're you're gonna be involved in your very first uh training course, so to speak, with us. We have yeah. homeschool starting next Tuesday. Uh I'll be leading week one. If you guys haven't already checked that out, head over to sulfurwide.io. You can get more details there, and there's still registration up until next Tuesday. You are leading week four, which is denoted as solver study. Ah. AKA awesome. Child of the Sim Child work. of the Sim study. So tell me a little bit about like what your week's gonna entail. Yeah, so my week, I think it starts with single race pots in and out of position, 
and then three bet pots maybe look at some four bet pots i don't think it's like on there but probably can still do that at some point yeah and then oh yeah single race pots in and then three bet pots and single race out is kind of the way it's going to be so so what what, what are you hoping to convey like uh similar? basically my sort of hopes and dreams uh would be to like look at some hands i've played um online and then have some scripts saved look at some boards that i've played that have some sort of relevance i guess it's easier to sort of follow along with a hand because like looking at basic sims isn't really too fun but like having resources like hands that i've played to go along with it sort of help with that yeah so look through a bunch of stuff like that look through different turns on flops turns and rivers in different spots for a few hours answer any questions regarding like building sims and creating parameters and saving them and running them yourself so to speak so like you don't necessarily need someone to run them for you and try to basically convey all that stuff yeah i mean the basic idea will be that the three weeks leading up to yours will be demonstrating heuristics yeah that you should be considering whenever you're creating like c-bet strategies turn strategies river strategies preflop whatever yeah and by you then being able to exemplify these spots in specific formations by running sims hopefully that'll be more of the visual learning where it's right. like okay so in week one you learned that on these types of board textures we see bet with an aggressive frequency utilizing two bet sizes this is what that looks like in an output yep yeah and then like talking about some different check raise spots that like having flush draws and gutters is a pretty like broad example of hands that would check raise but then seeing it sort of in a theoretically balanced sense and then making sort of sense of that is kind of where i'm going with that too so you're giving away all the goods as much as i can get in the, the secret little hacks the this is where they don't check raise enough so we're going to check raise some hacks mm -hmm. mostly just looking at balanced outputs and then trying to make sure that whether you don't like hit the frequency itself because that's very difficult but like finding the combos that are supposed to be in there sometimes and adding a little bit more spice to a little spice yeah we, we like getting some a little spice. spice some spice is nice but yeah not over spiced okay i understand yeah you just season the flavor seasoning yeah season to taste if you will yeah i like that yeah so all right tell me i i we've already touched on this a little bit but i want to hear a little bit more talk to me a little bit about you know you you you're mostly an online guy, but you had a pretty prevalent live experience over the last month yeah. playing poker after dark and playing your first 25K. Yeah. I guess talk to me a little bit more about the former than the latter since you already discussed the 25K. Yeah. It's funny because hand strength feels a lot weaker live than it does online. Which How so? Is, like, I feel like a strong top pair is a lot stronger online than it is live. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. Maybe that's just because like, when you do face aggression live, most of the time, uh, you're going to see the top end of value too much. Mm -hmm. And online, like you expect some bluffs to be in the ether. You're also so probably playing a lot more 200 big blind plus when you're playing live. Yeah. So those hands sort of, sort of shrivel in overall value to some people. Like sure. me, but to you, I no, mean, I, you see his queen, you're willing to put in 300 big blinds. Well, it's just a matter of how fast can we put all the money in. Exactly. If all the money's going to go. Right, just not. a matter of when. Face equity, yeah. Landon, is all about face equity. Yeah. You got to get them to punt at you every now and again. You, by punting yourself. Did you? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> From time to time. Just fighting. I like to call it fighting, you know. You definitely fight. Uh, So you your first episode of poker out after dark just came out yeah did you have a chance to watch it yet i did 
Uh, that was a good episode. We won a bunch of money in that one. Was it a bunch? Yeah, we. I mean, we stacked. We stacked Alex. Oh, okay. We got him with King Jack versus Queen Jack. Mm. Classic race. Speculative three bet call, four bet, but wow, four bets went in. I four bet pre. He called. You four bet the King Jack. King Jack suited. People think you're in it. King Jack suited, man. Wow, that sounds like something the old old, old King time. King Jack off. Do. I probably throw it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had hearts, man. You need that three percent. Lucky suit. Oh, the aggressive suit. Yeah. Right. I was thought it's diamond. I thought it was spades. Diamond. Personally. I'm a diamonds guy. Mm. So you cold call with the spades, but you you cold for the I probably just cold for all of them. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, in in that lineup for sure. Yeah, especially on the button too. When you know he has the Queen Jack. Yeah. Got him. (laughs) Yeah. Jack high board. Um, Jack bat jam call. What was the difference between your first appearance and the second? I played less hands in the second episode for sure. Um I don't know. I felt really confident throughout just because like I have played high stakes before and I sort of just create my game based off of the pot size and percentage of pot versus dollars in the pot and how many dollars need to exist in yeah. said pot. So it's a lot easier to just like see a pot and bet 33% pot and then whatever that number is act on it than it is to see like a $400 pot and then realize you have to put in like a hundred and some dollars where you sort of really distort your sense of money when you realize like it's like a nice couple nice meals but sure like it, there is a return on investment when you put money in the pot than getting dinners at least <laughs> getting dollars back i i think people may argue that they uh well, i mean no the like, dinners are nice i just mean like you don't really you know what i mean like it's easier for me to bluff off all of my money mm-hmm. than it is to spend all of my money somewhere because i'm not going to necessarily see the dollars back sure and like return with more that's a very mature outlook Landon. 22 now i'm getting old <laughs> right right i understand not one for the material things just collection of wealth yeah <laughs> you're an ev hunter you're assassin. an ev assassin assassin yeah. some not self-proclaimed you gave me that time. yes yeah it's, it's to a fault it's a badge of honor slash uh fault. badge of embarrassment fault at the same time yeah Speaking of EV hunting, so <laughs> you're you're not a specialist, you know. You're not just out there grinding six max cash or anything along those lines. No. Uh, obviously, you are prepping for a big heads up match. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. But in the meantime, you did travel to Florida to play a 25k as well as a 3500 main event. Yeah. And now you have a trip on the horizon to play a 25k heads up WPT. I ran deep in that 5k too at the end of the series, but yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Would you get ninth? No. No, 19. Like 18th or yeah. something for like two and a half X buying. That's right. You swapped to the top. Shannon won. Yeah. We got five. That's that. That's nice. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah. A little, little piece. Yeah. A little taste for the little, kid. Yeah. So what's going on with this 25K heads up? Uh, Yeah. I really just like kind of learned about it very recently. Very like literally this week. Um, to WPT heads up 25K and it's going to be in Mexico. From the 18th to the 22nd of June should be a five-day tournament, and it's bracket style. Best two out of three is the format. Where in Mexico is this going to take place? Uh, Cabo. Cabo San Lucas. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. A little vacay for the kids. I, I got to get my passport still. Okay. We, unfortunately, won't be joining you because we'll be running an academy that weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. So, unfortunately, you won't be able to join us for that, but uh, I think it's, what, June 18th? 18th to the 22nd. Yeah. So we're going to do an academy. Uh, breaking news, by the way. We're just announcing this now. But we, <laughs> Cue the fanfare. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun. 
we're alert, alert. Uh, we're going to be running our siren. first live academy in over a year. Probably, I think last February was the last time we ran one. So year, wow, year and a half so. maybe. Yeah, uh, it's going to be June eighteenth to the twentieth. There are still <laughs> a couple of seats remaining. So uh, anybody who would like to attend, please acquire within. You can email us at applications at um, And then we are going to film the next season of Poker Out Loud that following week. So I think it's going to be the 21st through the 24th. And we're going to do a YouTube season and a subsite season again. Same thing? Yeah, not sure. Any ideas yet for the YouTube season? Uh, Yeah, we're, we're looking at influencers from other... Uh, walks of spaces, life. if you will. Walks of life. Um, you put us in touch with your good friend Frosty. Yeah. He's big in the gaming world. Yes. So I've spoken with him. He's nice. all in, wants to do it. Um, Perfect. So we're going to try to find some other collaborations, people with platforms, uh, you know, in other spheres. Have some chess streamers, maybe some video Maybe gamers. some athletes. Maybe, maybe some... some some fitness gurus. I mean, poker is uh, people every like man's poker. game, you know? People, people do like poker. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to reach to the to the outside ends of my network and see uh, who with a. I platform can make some we... conversation. Yeah. Okay, I like this. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, for the for the season, I'm gonna keep it under wraps for now because there's two ideas I'm kicking around. I'm not sure which one's gonna come to fruition, so I don't okay. wanna throw. A don't wanna. Out yeah, there. yeah. Um, but you'll definitely see some new faces. Uh, we'll we'll introduce you to one of them next week for sure. Um, and hopefully Chin's gonna be back in the arena. I think there are rumors floating around that the young man is going to come from his hiatus in the Google basement that he's been living in for the last six months. They're going to let him out? I heard they're going to let him out. I heard that uh, they're going to let him see the light of day. Yeah, Yeah, and he's going to return to Vegas with an authority. He wants to come and wreck some heads in Poker Out Loud. I think we're on an odd or an even number season so is that when he wins that's when he wins that's when he gets to win yeah he wins season two four and hopefully now six yeah. uh he got wrecked in one and three and then just sat out five because he knew it wasn't wasn't his time yeah that was my time yeah well was it yeah i won did you i think i won them yeah i was the big big winner I think. were you yeah no yeah who was i mean i won i think i won more than you mm, maybe you did cool me off i did Pretty I don't know if that I don't know if that came out yet though. It didn't. Chris cools me off too, but yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Is is you you but had all the chips? So it's you okay. had all the chips, but then sure, sure. I gave then a couple, some some downfall. Yeah, a couple boat over boats where I, I gave back some chips. You know, standard standard old timey reg shit. Should have yeah. got away from it, man. Yeah, should have got away from it. But yeah, it's funny that I didn't really necessarily realize how many people outside of poker that were like famous is the wrong word. But like have a platform Mm -hmm. and in some cases famous is the right word where like they do play poker and people like playing poker and are just kind of not secret about it but like there's no real platform to really promote poker because most of the their following and fan base don't follow them because of poker things Mm -hmm. and it's just like a hobby or a pastime that something that they really enjoy so I've, i've had a lot of good conversations with people that i've looked up to in some sense in different industries because they're interested in poker and I'm willing to answer questions and like there's some value there like talk to some musicians talk to some actors and learn of that side of what life looks like and that's been really cool yeah so then maybe I'll have some conversations and see if they want in on poker out loud and I think so I think those and everybody's right. a winner yeah 
I do have some concerns that it's not going to be super strategic. Right. But I think we can make it pretty entertaining. Yeah, to, it's just a question of entertaining versus learning. Right. And the thing is, the one that we do for the subsite will always be killers. That'll always be learning. Yeah. It'll always be people who are very articulate and able to, you know, really flesh out their thoughts. And yeah. The gameplay is going to be a little bit slower, but you're going to learn a hell of a lot more. Yep. I, I think, you know, for the YouTube side of things, it's like, let's see what this looks like as an entertainment. Should product. be entered. Yeah. And it definitely is entertaining and people really enjoyed the vloggers edition. And I can only imagine like having an influx of different communities joining the poker sphere and having people that have influence join poker out loud should be a lot of fun. Yeah. We get more eyes on it and maybe more people that secretly into poker mm -hmm. start kind of actively talking about it more because I know that a lot of streamers now are playing either poker in their own little communities or maybe trying to take it a little bit more serious but either way more content for poker is good for poker that's true that is true um <laughs> i was trying to find a segue there but yeah it's it, it's it's sort of related so as you're aware we've been working on a documentary for the better part of two years that is poker content that is poker content there you uh go. it is finally set to release may 28th it's going to be co-branded on Software TV and PokerGo. It's like a week. Uh, yeah, it's Eight in days. a week. Yeah. It's in a week. I'm pumped. Have you seen it yet? I have. Okay. Did you see the final cut or did you see the rough? I saw the rough one, I think. Okay. Very different. Got we'll, it. We'll have to watch it again. Okay. Um, but we are... I need to figure out a way that we can premiere it. This is interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about a way to potentially premiere it. Uh, hopefully on our site. Like, I, actually, I think I do have a way. What's up? Use YouTube? No, no, no. Because we have uh, we're exclusive with PokerGo, so we're partners. Got so it. So we can't uh, underhand them, but we mm -hmm. are allowed to release it for free on our site for the first month. Okay. So we're gonna do that, but I think that there is a uh, like live streaming feature now in our new site. Oh, nice. That we can utilize. Cool. So hopefully, if that's true, we'll get that it's all not. set up, get a link, and blast it out on social. Have a big premiere party on the twenty eighth. Uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, we've been working on this film called To Be Determined, where we follow around a 1-2 grinder, 1-2 live grinder, for the better part of 15 months or so. Um, one of Christian's really good friends, Oscar, he was kind of just like, you know, playing to pay the bills, living win to win, suffering loss to loss, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, has a ton of big names who are kind of weighing in on their process. Obviously, a lot of survivorship bias whenever you talk about these interviews, right? It's like Gelfond and Garrett Adelstein and Seidel and uh, Shulman. Didn't Nick and Chewy do interviews for Chewy did it as well. Wow. Yeah. So like all these guys that have made it for the better part of 15 to 20 years, uh, we're a little bit on the bias side of things. Yeah. But it's not like we don't understand the struggle. Right. Uh, and I think that was the big idea that we wanted to kind of get out there is just how difficult and how lucky those small percentage of people that actually make it are. Yeah. And how challenging it is to kind of pursue a dream that is rooted in failure. Yeah. Uh, now, that's not to say that Oscar failed or is a failure. It's just more so uh, a demonstration of like the struggles that take of place. Of what things look like. Yeah. And I think we have a bit of a tease, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He still is enamored by the idea 
that he can play when he wants. He's not working a nine to five. He's sitting down in a nine person arena and competing. But the irony is that in order to capture that freedom, you have to develop a skill set. Otherwise, you are victimized to precisely a nine to five approach towards the game where you're just pumping in hours and waiting and waiting and waiting. I feel like I'm struggling to understand the game every time I sit down. It's not a job where you can just show up and play the way you've been playing uh, and assume that things will go well. Got there. Obviously, we know all flushes got there. What exactly are we trying to extract value from? People don't recognize how much work and how much open-mindedness you need to develop as a poker player. A lot of it is observation and trying to figure out what the best players are doing and how the game is changing. To me, it seems very difficult to have an overly large ego and play poker because it's such a humbling game. There's many forms of success, but if you're really serious about playing poker, your pursuits should probably be how to play the hands and, and just keeping your head screwed on straight, not waiting for the anvil of money to kind of fall out of the sky. If you can sustain that life, at a point, maybe it'll come together because you get what you put into things in general, I think. So that's a quick sneak preview of uh, To Be Determined. Uh, I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit about what this would have looked like if we did To Be Determined 2, the, the Child of the Sim version. Yeah. I ca I'm kind of remiss that uh, we didn't really capture the opportunity when you first like came out to vegas uh-huh obviously it would have been tough like we don't have our film crew living here with us no it would have been extremely tough and you're i was just playing tournaments yeah you're so boring like i'm very boring outside of poker uh it and doesn't even, matter about outside of poker you're very boring inside of poker yeah it's literally just like you hold up in your room for six yeah yeah, yeah. like and which i fair, find fun but many majority find very boring well to be fair that's often what it takes yeah in order to be successful at, at not glamorous like no. right yeah it's not glamorous at all yeah uh, and it takes a lot of creative license i think to turn Make that it into so. something watchable yeah but if we zoom out a little bit and like just look at your trajectory from what last october or so yeah probably i came over the summer for the online series. oh yeah yeah so right. july yeah yeah so from a little under a year yeah uh you know when you came here you were playing dust yeah, I was playing 2-5, 2-5 online. Yeah. And like some shot taking of 5-10. And, right. Yeah. And not even on your own, right? Uh, no, it's still on stake. Yeah. So, you know, effectively you're playing like, you're, you're playing those stakes for real, but sure. like, uh, as far as monetary value to you goes, you're playing like maybe half those stakes. Correct. Something of that nature. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't like you were rolling in it. No. Suddenly a year later, you have six figures of liquidity available to you at all times. <laughs> uh, you've made close to that much for yourself in in that short window yeah you've challenged a billionaire to play nosebleeds i won a tournament you won a tournament wow i mean i like, won many tournaments actually yeah yeah uh, you know you can't script this stuff and a lot of it is short-term variance in the of sense course. that you could have been the best player in the world and just been beaten to your knees yeah i could have got wrecked uh and conversely like you i know, did you're not you're not fatal either right right like we're not seeing so much positive variance that like you just lit the world on fire and, but you still might, you still know, have time. 
Uh, I mean, if I recall, like Fedor's run was like year five or six of his actual yeah. career. You know, it like wasn't four, like five, six. Yeah, it's just that's when we knew him to become the prince. Right. Uh, where for you, like, we're kind of getting to put you under a microscope from day Yeah, day. this is like year almost two at this point of like doing something. Right. Everything else. But also like you you took to the public very early. Yeah. Like he wasn't out there. Right, 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 right. The, the hot 11. Right. It wasn't like he was a big no name. Yeah, I was posting graphs and stuff of micro stakes when I first even started playing. Because mm -hmm. I, I even remember I made like a second Twitter for a short amount of time just for like strictly poker results and stuff that I had like of the months of playing one, two Zoom online and two, five and sort of having that. And then I sort of realized like it wasn't really that important if I wanted to like kind of publicly like show some stuff from there. I just kind of do that and not managing two Twitters, but having them was kind of irrelevant. Mm -hmm. So basically kind of gave up on that side of things. But I did definitely like I wrote a blog Still have the blog, haven't wrote, written anything in a while just because I've been super busy and just never really haven't taken the time to like combine my thoughts yet into like an article. But I think that's something I'm going to do before the Chip Perkins challenge starts. Mm -hmm. Just stuff of how it sort of came to be, how I feel about it, what my expectations are, what other people's expectations are. Like not in the sense of my own, but people that I've been working with regarding it mm -hmm. and like not necessarily getting into like the names of people but just like the overarching idea of obviously i sold action for it so like yeah. what am i trying to do for people that have action on my side of things yeah i think it's a good idea because then when it's all said and done you have something to go back and check your state of mind yeah they won against right um so even if it's just personal i think it's good i also think yeah. it's like relatively good content it's gonna be most yeah it's gonna be good content for sure but it's definitely something i want to write personally mm -hmm. and i necessarily like normally when i wrote stuff on the blog it was personal stories or ways i felt when trying times occurred like i remember your emotion like yeah, yeah like when i had emotional things to speak about but as of recent there hasn't been that much emotional wavering going on because a lot of it's just been very methodical okay mm -hmm. you're gonna wake up you're gonna play today you're gonna yeah. wake up you're gonna study you're gonna basically just live that lifestyle for the next few months and not much there to talk about and at least actively but looking at what the process looks like could be something that's a lot more interesting than writing about how i woke up and played heads up today and went to bed and so the next day and played more sure. heads up so to elaborate on that if you were able to script produce direct the 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 to be determined to version yep. of what you're about to head into like what would that look like um, I think just in the sense of like the heads up challenge or just, uh, just everything like how you up got to this to hear, point. Well, how you got to here and then what the trajectory looks like moving forward. Yeah. I think I would start with when I was playing micros, when I started with talking to my mom on the phone in college saying that I was going to take a break from school, have the, have that conversation where my mom gave me six months, have some footage of things of when I was playing 10, I was playing 10 cent, 20 cent back then. Um, playing online, not really leaving my room, kind of doing the same thing now, but a lot more hours then mm -hmm. and way less balance. Didn't really have many friends to really talk to or anything like that, but more to show the process of what it looked like then. And then like slowly sort of go into my little streaming stint when I did stream solver reviews a bunch, stream some one, two and two, five a little bit. 
and then sort of get into a little bit of the conversations I've had with Nick and Chewy when I first started learning about tournaments and and like some six max strategy things and then sort of I guess have the film of me coming out to Vegas and then like meeting you for the first time and staying at the office but where's the human interest story Landon I, w- I want to know I I need a thread line of of like you know hot girl summer uh-huh I, I need to that's not that was that's not till later that, that's this summer though I don't care when it happens you know this this whole I'm a robot studying for an event and I'm going to go crush and be an EV assassin type thing. That's great. Yeah. That plays well to a poker audience, but right. like, we need the human interest to anchor to. That's we need this, to get to know This Landon, summer might be... Right? Might I need be... to know what makes Landon tick. What what makes you smile? What makes you cry? It, it's just poker, man. I, I don't care about poker anymore. I know. I, I, I don't see have the any... Tinder profile. It's not It's not. I want to hear about the whores in the hills. I want to... Those are kind of existent. <laughs> I need I need all of it. I need to hear, you know, I need the the full You've lived, uh, you're of better Tice. You're better of a director of my life than what my life looks like to me. Maybe so, but I I You are the, the one, one with taking, the grandiose ideas. I would be the one taking creative license, you know. I need you to to see the storyboard, right? Like I need you to lay it out for me and be like this is what I'm comfortable with cuz you know, I, if if we're getting into that Bumble profile, I, I want to know that it's non-existent. Uh, well, that's a problem in and of itself, don't you think? Listen, man. I Dating still... has been gamified. Who's better than Gen Zers? Zoomers are strong. Yeah, zoom, zoom, baby. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm working on myself. Oh, and I'm working on right. my my poker stuff. Wow. Because that's that's what matters to mm-hmm. me at this point in my life. Self discovery. Yeah. I like that. Do yeah. you? Yes. I do. Do you? Yeah. I mean, it's just not the most glamorous. Don't get me wrong. I think that you're remiss to not recognize that part of self-discovery is leaning into all the things that make you uncomfortable. Uh-huh. However... We'll get there. Sure. Maybe. You, you have some things on your plate. So to be fair, they may take a little bit of priority. Yeah. I'm n- I haven't really had much of a break since coming out here in the sense of when I first came out here, it was like WSOP online tournament series. And then I started playing higher stakes cash live. And then that went bad and then started going back to playing more tournaments. And like, I've always been busy with something. And obviously now like this Perkins heads up challenge, just like a massive undertaking, mm-hmm. which I genuinely didn't understand what I was doing when I first tweeted that I would play heads up at 200, 400, because those seem like normal stakes to play. Sure. <laughs> and after this is all said and done, I think I'm going to take some time and not necessarily subscribe to doing anything massive like a challenge again, because I didn't realize how all encompassing it was. Yeah. And it's not like a bad thing that I'm in this spot now, but it's just something that I've learned. And well, I do think it's really important to have some foresight, right? Because yeah, somewhere nearing the end of this challenge, you're going to have a full 45 days of your first ever WSOP summer. Right. Well, not summer, fall this fall. time around. It should stay fall. Yes, I agree. I hope to. We God. need our hot girl summers. Uh, yes, completely <laughs> agree. That's where the human interest comes in. That's right. Traveling the world to do hot girl shit, mm-hmm. you know, coast to coast. With your besties. With your besties. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I am in for the Zoomers. It's for the people. It, it's it's what the people want, man. They want they want the uh, the day to day lifestyle blog. They don't care. They about want it. like the glamorous poker lifestyle. Yeah, nobody, kind of right. It doesn't have to be glamorous, man. It's just interesting to see people who have financial and uh, independent lifestyles. Yeah, that's true. Kind of you know showing showcasing 
how they go about their, their luxury days. and generally their luxury is just time yeah right so like what they spend that on is is just worth a lot right and some are more equipped to be at the forefront of that than me oh i i see yeah because i'm my time still goes into poker yeah you're not you're not a fun guy yet no i'm not in the fun guy not yet. a fun player action player maybe not action a gambler player. yeah fun player no mm -hmm. okay but we'll see i'm a fun player are you yeah i'm a fun player are you i have been playing so much live poker the last two weeks and i'm having the time of my life oh i see you just say yeah yeah, yeah. you're you're a table cat you're the the most love oh, it carries over you're the most I'm beloved fun, live fun guy everywhere i go most people beloved bobby's room rag well yeah yeah of course but people don't know that because they don't see what the inside of bobby's room looks like you know i never played in bobby's room until a month ago first time i ever got in there legend room sorry legends yeah what a what a joke of a name change yeah um yeah almost my entire high stakes career was uh in ivy's room and then at the win yep and then you know some private games but yeah i've really been enjoying uh the 50 hundred streets that seems to be going pretty regularly in there nice great group of guys i've known them all for a while so like the comfort level is there we have a good time bro <laughs> there are just things that you get to do live that online players just will never understand how much it adds value to your life being able to see people face to face so we play this game called the stand-up game right and what it is is everyone at the table has to stand up to play their hands when you win a pot you get to sit down it's like musical chairs got it the last person standing owes everyone at the table 300 dollars. okay so this is a 2100 or sorry uh 2400 bounty this is whenever you win a hand in general, like it could yep. be pre-flop, could be- Anytime. Pre-flop, got it. You sit. So shit gets a little out of hand when there are only like three people standing left. Yeah, there's some extra equity in those guys. These guys are V-pipping 100. Are they? I mean, that's probably not I, the strategy. I don't. Nobody- <laughs> That's probably not the- that's I probably. folded my way to losing the stand. So this is how much of an action gambler I am. Uh-huh. Uh, I did the podcast for PokerGo the other day, uh, No Gamble, No Future. Uh-huh. It ended. I come back and they're in the midst of the stand-up game. There are two players remaining. You you jump in. Two players that I consider to be nits. You jump in. So I jump in. Yep. Fuck it. I'm I'm not gonna wait until these two nits out knit each other. Yeah. To sit down. So I say I'm in. Just deal me in. And everybody's like, what? Look, this is why you guys are negative EB gambling. Yeah. yeah. This is why you, you shut me your here. mouth and you let me play. I, I'm gonna fucking get in here. Yeah. So you know what happens? I get aces. I There's get ace queen suited, and I get sevens. And you know what happens? You sit down. I chop the aces, but I lose the first board, so I stand up. I lose the ace queen, and I lose the sevens. Oh my god! So I end up losing the stand up game. Oh, you lost? Oh yeah, I lost. Oh my but god! But in the midst of this, what ended up happening was we were so I got all those premiums right, and got I got showered. Well, I, I got seat blocked basically. Yeah. Still had to stand, and uh, it's also annoying playing standing up. No, it's great, especially after you've been playing for like hours sure it's a nice stretch yeah but what ends up happening is we're still three-handed at this point so now we're all straddling because it's important to v-pip so straddling has extra ev one of the guys standing straddles gets kings and just rips like over over and open yeah obviously wins gets to sit down so now i'm heads up in the stand-up game wow and it's against okin jam why would you jam well it was it wasn't was it, not it was like 10k straddled to 400 something like that so like 25 uh, i actually think he doubled um oh so now i'm heads up against oaken got it 
And uh, I'm just like, okay, like can't can't fucking can't lose. take it. He's he's in the blinds now, right? So he's going. So to like, play. but there are good players between me and him. So cool. like, we're four or five seats apart, and they're my left is very aggressive. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, I can not v pip bottom of range here just fine because i'm never getting through my left anyway and they're never gonna let it just like fold to oaken in the small blind yeah the next four hands it fucking folds to him Uh uh-huh every single time my best hand was like jack four off right you know i'm not trying to lose 5k to save 2k yeah because that's not the strategy that's i'm getting made fun of so bad they're like, I don't think you understand the purpose of this game. Like, what are you doing? You can't fold your way to win the stand-up game. I'm like, you know, I thought you guys would put up a little bit of fight in your cutoff and button. So finally, it just folds to Oaken in the small blind. He just, like, raises and wins. <laughs> like, like, they don't understand. So I, it, it's, it's, it's tough, too. I was like, I didn't know you guys were just, like, you know, colluding against me here. It's also just tough when, like, they try to talk to you about playing more hands. Yeah, of course. But it's like, like I'm clear, yeah, like you're the guy that's trying to find an excuse not to play him. Right. Like I'm looking at seven six off and just and bucking. Yeah, exactly. There was a there was a spot where I was the straddle of four hundred. The closest spot you probably have is like ten six off from under the gun, and you were like, yeah, almost. No, not even, <laughs> not even. Uh, but there was a spot where I was the four hundred straddle. Yeah. And it went two K open by somebody standing, call by somebody standing, and I had nine eight offsuit in the big blind. <laughs> Uh, no i just folded because like they have good hands like yes they're still standing but these aren't guys that are like really opening up right range. they're not trying to win the stand-up yet. yeah or sorry sorry it was only one guy standing and one guy sitting yeah uh so it's not like i'm hurting myself all that much like the out of position player could just win mm-hmm. and everybody was just like blown away that i'm not completing there i'm like live poker, I just, like, they need to make this a standard game it's amazing man you should see what Two, happens five ten stand up bro people just go ape shit crazy whenever like they're close to being yeah or e- honestly yeah, yeah. even sometimes early like sometimes they just get early out. they'll yeah. just like start three betting just like range right and it's just like okay the seven deuce games on and the stand-up game oh the on. seven deuce game and the stand-up yeah game? and you're gonna just start randomly three betting when i haven't seen you three bet in three days four yeah I, king jack off four bet let's yeah. go get yeah. out of here hit the showers kid yeah, yeah 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 it's a ton of fun i've been having a blast this group is like they're amazing to play with they're a ton of fun um the games have been incredibly good yeah uh poker's back live poker's back mask free mask free plexiglass plexiglass free. is gone showered wow. wow we're in these streets baby these streets are lined with gold <laughs> What is it? I feel like it's from a movie. It might be. I don't know. It feels. It, it's got that. Uh, it's got that movie feel. Yeah, it very well could be. All right, let's end on uh, a little preview of what's going on uh, as far as like things with you and Perkins. Uh-huh. What, what can you catch us up on detail wise? What does the yeah. schedule look like? What are you playing on? What sites? What stakes? Sure. How many hours a day? How often? Just give me give me your study routine. Yeah. Tell me what you ate for breakfast. Uh, do, do you floss before you? Start? I want to hear it all. Didn't eat breakfast. Did not floss yet. But we are playing 200-400. Okay. Still giving him nine big blinds per 100. Wow, I couldn't get out of that, huh? No. Man. Playing um, playing the entire challenge effectively. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming... So there's a buyout clause like halfway through for the loser based off of the big blinds per 100. So basically halfway through, mm-hmm. he would get 260K. So if I'm up 380 in... So I'm like Inferior, winning. Yeah. yeah, so I'm winning small... And he still wants to quit, which I highly doubt would happen. Mm-hmm. He would then 
get paid the 360, I would win the 20, and then he'd also pay the side bet that we have at 200k at one to one. Right. So we would effectively win pretty small. Like we win like five sure. half buy-ins. Yeah, yeah. But after the spot, obviously, like not the worst result. And yeah. But not the best either. So I think it's going to be one of those things where I don't think that my side, unless the ship has completely sailed and just get absolutely smashed, we're probably not going to stop halfway through. Bill is probably not going to want to stop halfway through. And Is it only the halfway point? Or it's is only, it any time after I think the it's only point. the halfway point at the moment, but I'm sure there's some leniency there. Yeah. Like, those conversations will happen like as needed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if things need to happen. Do you guys have an arbiter? Yeah, I think Heralibus is okay. is arbitrating. And seventy we had an agreement that if seventy five percent of the hands, so fifteen thousand of them, don't end up getting played before the live WSOP, then Perkins fee rolls our side like a hundred K, so like two and a half buy ins. Okay. So That's nothing nice. so nothing insane, but also something reasonable, which is also arbitrated because obviously if he wants to play and I'm not around, mm-hmm. he's not gonna be penalized for that. Right. But if I am willing to play on literally most days kind of effectively on call and we don't get it somewhat fulfilled then it'll just go to an arbitrator which would be Herolibus and whatever he says in that case would would be the I mean the ruling which I'm sure would be fair you are gonna be on that hot girl summer shit yeah but there's always time for poker during hot girl summer mm, okay I've made it very clear to the fellow hot girls that I see <laughs> yeah right, right but yeah so Nine big blinds still have that spot, 20,000 hands, and then going to take a break for the live WSOP, mm-hmm. and then should be finishing the challenge if it gets to that point. If it's not just already done, then after the WSOP is over. And then session-wise, probably in our definition of a short a short session, would be like two hours. And then I'm sure there is at some point... I can sort of decide to stop when I want to, and he mm-hmm. can des- decide to stop when he wants to. How many sessions do you think this is going to take to finish? Um, Based off of our math, it's probably two tables online. Probably you can probably play about 200 hands an hour. So if you divide that by 20,000, it should be 100 hours. So it should be, if we're only playing short sessions, obviously it might take 50 but if some days it goes longer, it's probably going to be somewhere with between 30 and the 40 range. Yeah, I, I think 30 is a pretty so safe So probably point. 30 to 40 sessions of of some action gambling will take place. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Starts in like two weeks. Feeling good. Good. Feeling good. Uh, we're going to check back in with you after your first match. Yeah. have you on. Yeah. Maybe hear how it went, like what adjustments you're you're going through and things like that. Um, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, I guess, do you guys plan on playing live at all? Oh, yeah. So live should happen at some point. I think we're playing on ACR. And I think for both of our sakes, like liquidity wise, I think it's just going to be like 10, 20 crossbooked, 20x. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to have millions of dollars on, on ACR. Yeah. Because that smart. could be quite problematic. Yeah, yeah. So we're cool with that side of things. And he's obviously cool with that side of things as well. So it's just sort of a matter of everything seems to be in place. It's just a matter of actually getting things done. Okay. So, well, so that's what I have. I can speak on behalf of the fans uh-huh. to say that we're all excited for it. Um, I can speak on behalf of the company to say that I'm not sure how we're going to cover this yet. Yeah. It's not like the Polk Negranu where things were structured, very structured and very right. consistent. 
Um, I do think that we will probably do some streams. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just more of a matter of how much notice can we get? Right, exactly. Like maybe having some sort of scheduling, not scheduling, but like the week before playing. Even just like, the, honestly, even if like it's a day just of, like the day, day before. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day of is just like so hard to execute. Exactly. All parties involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys get to a point where like what is you're making like decisions 24 hours in advance, yep. then I think we could do a pretty good job of covering this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, obviously there's a ton going on between now and the World Series. There's WSOP online in July. There's live tournaments, the WPT win signature series. firing on all cylinders. WPT is firing. Yeah. A lot of stuff that I'm, I'm missing out on. Obviously by choice. Sure. But... For an EV assassin, you're uh, you're missing the mark there, kid. Yeah, but mistakes were made. Sure. Uh, in some cases, lessons were learned. Lessons were learned. Yeah. Was, yeah, that was the phrase I was looking for. Lessons were definitely learned. But I'm looking forward to it, and I'm excited because I have put in a lot of work, and my team feels really good about it, and I feel really good about it. So it's just kind of a matter of clearing up some nerves from the first couple sessions just sort of seeing where he's standing seeing how i feel seeing mm -hmm. how the team feels and sort of trying to match up how we perceive him to be versus how he actually is and i'm right. sure he's doing the same thing on his side of where's where am i supposed to be like what do they expect from me and how far off from that baseline am i to them mm -hmm. and then it sort of starts getting into the weeds of making adjustments on them and sort of seeing how things go from there but those are all questions that can be answered when the match sure, starts. Sure, versus. and that's part of the, the prep, right, is yeah. being able to adjust throughout the course of the match. Right. Talk to me a little bit what you think or, or what you hope uh, outside of making money, what you hope to accomplish by the end of this match. Like, what can people expect from you moving forward once this match comes to a conclusion? Yeah. Uh, as well as, like, you know, during it. Because, like, you still have other responsibilities over the next six, seven months. Will you be playing any other events of sorts will you be making content will you be yeah in the streets so i think it just depends on availability because obviously if this match takes quicker than we expect and maybe it all just gets done before live wsop mm -hmm. then we just sort of hammer that out and then i get back to like normal normal status of doing content and getting some stuff out some streams and then going back to playing some six max and stuff but basically i have put everything on hold and just to study and focus on heads up and haven't really been playing much other sort of formats of poker. Yeah. And just, so then what's the gameplay for you afterwards? Is it to hit the lab or is it to just get your feet right back into, uh, and also like throughout, because it's not like you're going to be playing Perkins five days a week. Right. You may, there may be weeks where you don't play them at all. There may be weeks where you only play once. Like, yeah. What does that downtime look like? So I think the downtime just goes into more study work. Um, in some regards playing more heads up. Cause I definitely have some people that, I have been playing just mm -hmm. to kind of get some reps in if need be. And then also sort of spending some time in some cases, maybe taking some time off and like maybe firing a, a good value tournament if it feels right, but mostly just sort of being okay with the idea of just keeping sharp heads up. And then once that's over going back to other cases and playing more six max again, because honestly, like I think something that, I didn't realize until playing other formats was that playing other formats definitely helps in other formats as well. Like playing heads up has helped my six max game, playing six max has helped my tournament game and so on and so forth. Like interchanging those of tournaments, helping my six max game, just because the overall idea of studying and seeing certain things sort of show up 
kind of trickles down from other formats kind of universally. Like I've seen some some like trends and stuff just from looking at other things and even like working on different projects. Yeah. It's been sort of I, I would argue a little bit against that, yeah. uh, just in the sense of I think heads up play transitioning into live a lot gets misconstrued. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like, I just mean like from like an online perspective. Yeah, yeah. but sorry, I didn't mean live. I, I meant ring. Sure. Um, and and most of it's just because it doesn't necessarily extrapolate. Obviously for you, it's going to be a little bit different. But just even like playing with Daniel and talking with him a little bit. Yeah. I, I think that he's like trying to extrapolate the button versus big blind scenario out into others. And there's a handful of things that monkey wrench this pretty dramatically. Number yeah. one, the small blind being in existence. Yeah. Right. So the fact that, A, you don't have any money invested on the button to begin with yeah, it's matters. B, there are two players left to act instead of one. Right. That matters. So it's not a one-to-one -one correlation. Of course there. not, yeah. Uh, and because it's not a one-to-one -one correlation, the dilution of trying to move that around the table now of thinking like cutoff versus big blind or hijack versus big blind, it's almost like two completely different worlds. Yeah. Now when you add the ante in as well, it really changes things dramatically. And I, I honestly think that there's a pretty strong case for there being a huge disconnect between heads up study and six max study yeah as well as six max study and maybe full ring uh study although i think in the live realm they're probably pretty close to the same mm -hmm. uh just because people were relatively weak in their defenses yeah so you know you can kind of play nine max like six max a lot of the time depending on the lineup it's also nice having confidence in holding lobbies too for six max yeah. teams yeah yeah so for sure there's like that sort of nice little bonus of learning heads up and being quite being a game starter being yeah. able to be the guy who can yeah like i've like just from holding lobbies on sites that i play on i've done pretty well in the short amount of time I'm yeah sure running good but it's also nice to kind of get those two thousand hands of heads up a month where you're just sitting mm -hmm. and someone sits because if a if a fish sits in some cases you're going to be the first person to right. get to get that action yep so it's definitely nice to have that and also still win against other like there's a lot of tendencies that sort of happen when somebody is a six max player that then try to play heads up. Oh yeah, it, it works in the like, corollary, right? Like you can't extrapolate a six max button versus no, line range. You, Cause like you're just way too tight and you're way too passive. And, and, and your bluffs come the, from the wrong spots. Yes, exactly. Like some stuff that I've learned is kind of choosing where bluffs come from. And in some cases, the way that most people play heads up and they see things as like an equity-based thing of I'm going to bluff with this hand because I have some sort of equity. Mm -hmm. And while that's true in some cases, in others, it's just not the case where you actually want to have zero equity. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of understanding what those spots look like, where those spots are, and then understanding how to extrapolate that and turn that into a game plan that makes sense to you. Yeah. I mean, everything sounds like you're you're ready to rock. You sound good. Sound good. Where Sound good. How do how do you hold on to that? Because this is this has been a concern of mine, uh, and I've expressed it to both you and you know a couple of our close friends. Uh, you're 22. Yeah. You just haven't been through the shit. No. You know. Uh, Not been so, hurt yet. Yeah. I, I. It's difficult to pick yourself up by the, by the bootstraps. So I guess like, is there anything in place, or are there any plans in place, any insurance, if you will, um, for you know just sheer and utter sadness setting in or suffering through a 10 to 15 buy-in downswing because you know this isn't a place where you get to hide no if you go on a 15 buy-in downswing you have to find a way to play again the next day yep and i think it's easy now when you're even uh to just say like i could do that yeah but like when you're in it 
it's a lot more of an uphill battle. Yeah. Suddenly everything becomes very foggy. The the clarity that you had over your strategy kind of starts to dissipate. You begin yeah. to question things. You're you're not finding those bluffs, and right. you feel timid with your value and your bluff catchers and, and things of that nature. So yeah, uh, I guess talk to me a little bit about what your approach is going to be there. I think those sort of concerns are alleviated in some cases by the people that I'm working with, in the sense of if I review hands that I played where I've lost, I got stacked over and over again, and we look at them and we're like, okay, yeah, you're supposed to get stacked here, or looking at other just global frequencies of flop sea bets, mm -hmm. folding versus river bets, turn river check raises, like looking at all of those stuff and seeing that those are effectively somewhat in line and not completely drastic. What if they're not? If they're not, then there needs to be a conversation about right, that. Right, but I guess that's what I'm saying is right. that you're human, so you are likely to err. Yeah, of course. And uh, the compounding effect of real money losses yeah. with in-game errors. Yeah, it can take you down an emotional down, not nice. down spiral. Not nice. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, like I went through this. That's why I'm asking. Uh, sure. I went through the biggest downswing in my life over a six-month period. I literally lost 80 to 90% of my sessions. I think I lost something like 23 out of 27 sessions or something like that in the big game. Yeah. And, you know, that's not playing every day. That's no. like playing once or twice a week. So it was long and drawn out. And I just was trying my damnedest to put the day before me behind me yeah and just push forward but sometimes it just doesn't work that way and i know i played poorly in some spots but i also know i played pretty well in some spots and just got kind of still got head kicked in yeah. yeah um working with elliot was game changing yeah and it was forced upon me uh you know thankfully christian really made me see that i can't do everything on my own yeah uh and suggested it but also it was like at a time where my mother had just died and my grandmother was terminal. Yeah. So it was just like, well, you're not playing right now anyway. You're at rock bottom financially. Yeah. And, you know, in your personal life, shit is going haywire. Yeah. Why not talk to somebody? Right. Uh, that's extreme, of course. But, you know, if we just look at variance calculations and, and things of that nature, it's not out of the norm for you to go through swings like this over, you know, small sample size. Right. Uh, and I guess that's just where I'm kind of like, continually pressing where it's like well, what are we going to do yeah right like why aren't we preparing for the worst case scenario rather than just assuming the best yeah because i don't care what happens in the best case scenario i know you're going to win money there sure i want to i want to know that you're going to be of sound mind and not in a downward spiral when shit goes haywire yeah i mean we've had some conversations about like mental game coaches if you will about people i should talk to at some point yeah and then having those conversations more in the very near future just because things are about to start happening pretty soon yeah i i would i would heavily lean on uh starting the conversation with whoever it is that you decide to work with now yeah and getting a plan in place yeah because it seems silly it really does seem dumb that we think that somebody else could be in charge of our mental capacities uh because they can't yeah but uh we also can't internally do everything so sometimes it's just nice to have a third party who is indifferent. Yeah. That you can run plans through and you can run mindset stuff through and say like, this is what I'm thinking. This is my plan of attack. This is what I hope to do if things go wrong. And this is what I hope to do if things go right. And then let them just poke holes in it. Yeah. Because they're experts in that field and we're not. Yeah. And I guess this is something that, let's say like 
negative events start occurring, I haven't been in a spot to deal with anything remotely close to it. Like, sure, like, I've lost, like, I've, had, I've gone on six-figure downswings already from playing, like, 5K and 10K online mm -hmm. and playing some live, but that doesn't really equate to losing more than that. Yeah. And I'm... And you also get sad. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. I've had some sad days, for yeah. sure. Like, I played 5K heads up for, like, a couple months ago and just lost, like, 12 buy-ins playing what I thought was the best poker I've ever played, mm -hmm. and I was sad. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it didn't really necessarily feel good, but it's definitely nice to kind of get some sort of experience playing some higher, like, higher stakes now and seeing what that's like, and things have been relatively okay on that front. But it's definitely something along the lines of I'm not sure what things look like until I'm actually like in the arena. Yeah. And which is why I think it's important. Getting like I, I'm just so bullish on, uh, optimization, right? Like, yeah. There's no way if I were in your shoes, I wouldn't already have a game plan for the next six months of what my diet regiment would look like my training regiment day in and day out, my mental game regiment, like morning routines. Like I would just have all that dialed in. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, no matter how the cards fall, I can control that. Yeah. And that's so critical yeah. to just your mental capacities and maintaining some sort of sanity Yeah, through what is going to be one way or another, whether you know this right now or not, it is going to be the swingiest thing that you ever participate yourself in. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sort of like pretty leaning on the, like my friends, namely like Nick yeah. and Chewy and you in a lot of cases where I know that if... I start bitching in some capacity. Like I do have somewhere to go for that. Yeah. But I also have people to like, look, like you signed up for this, like kind of not grow up, but this is the life you chose. Sure. Kind of thing. Sure. So, I just think your diligence in study can be applied everywhere. Yeah, it can be. And I'm just super lazy everywhere outside of poker. Right. Kind of by choice, obviously, but we'll get there. And I feel pretty good about it, to be honest. I feel like I've put in a lot of work study wise. I feel like I've gotten a lot better in the past couple oh months God. of prep oh please but we still gotta pray to, to run good you know please please acr please. does have a run a twice option okay so dear baby jesus <laughs> please please don't let landon learn through this match that poker is not a meritocracy please yeah. please baby jesus <laughs> yeah save him from the harsh reality no i mean i played tournaments man i know how it works played tournaments he was buy-in man Play a businessman heads up for fucking 20,000 hands and get your head handed to you. Then you'll understand. Yeah. Let's save that for the next. You'll time. be the old timey reg on a podcast a decade from now talking about the time Bill Perkins just Clean hit every two clock. outer for fucking two weeks straight. Yep. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, Fuck suck be, fucks everywhere. It's going to be legendary stories. It's going to be uh, It's gonna be a part of These the are the good room. old days before the good and old. The, the, <laughs> the upside to all of this is that I can forecast your future for you no matter You're what happens. You're psychic. Well, I just, I know you're going to win in this game. So no matter what happens, you'll have staying power. And some amount of time later, you'll be able to reflect on it, whether it was a good or bad event. I mean, it's going to be a good event regardless of what happens, but it could be much worse. <laughs> it could be a bloodbath. I mean, yeah, but, sure. But I mean, but, like, honestly, like, regardless of what happens, I feel good that the event yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, yes. I can take solace Assuming that. you're you're not, like, in a coma in the poker hospital when Correct. it's all said and done. Yeah. Which is... The only thing Perkins wants out of this match, for what it's worth. If I ask him this exact same line of questioning, 
Money doesn't even ever enter well, his it's, mouth. For him, he likes me. Sure. So it doesn't not, mean he doesn't want to see you in the hospital. He wants to see the backers in the hospital. Yeah, he but wants for us me, to be in the hospital, yeah. you have to be dead. <laughs> yeah. So so understand that you are collateral damage in all of this. Uh, this, this is this. I chose to be the gladiator match. within the arena. Yeah. That's right. All right, man. All right. I appreciate the conversation <laughs> as always. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to my man at Poker Paints for hooking me up with uh, a pretty epic shot of PNC Park. I really appreciate it. He's always sending us the fire. If you guys haven't already, go check that out. I think it's PokerPaints.com. Yeah. Uh, Landon also has... I got one for my mom. Oh, did you? She loves it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Behind Landon is a picture of uh, the million dollar live at the bike game that we played. So... uh, (laughs) yeah definitely check it out he has some really good stuff i feel like shilling his site because he deserves it for sure uh also if you guys are interested in homeschool head over to solveforwide.io you can sign up there you can get more information there anything that is that you want to check out uh we are going to be delivering five week long course five coaches each week will build into the next we're going to start at a very 30,000 foot approach of what global strategies look like. And then we are going to dig into the granular as we spoke about earlier, where Landon will be exemplifying some stuff through solver work, et cetera. Uh, culminating with Christian bringing everything together with applicable strategies to live mid stakes. Yep. A lot of value there. Yeah. Looking forward to doing it. Should be, should be fun. I'm should pumped. Be. I'm pumped for what we have coming up, man. We got yeah. courses. We got poker out loud. We got the Perkins versus Landon bloodbath, baby. Let's go. You're going to make Within all the money. Within Hot Girl Summer, yeah. With Hot Girl Summer. <laughs> I'm just going to be enjoying Hot Girl Summer while you're making all the money. This is everything I've ever dreamed of. This is this is why you played for 20 years. This is this is exactly this. This is the spot I've dreamt to have. I'm own a house, my own pool, and my own horse who's going to make me money. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's the dream, guys. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to head down to Bobby's room. I will see you guys all next week.